And like he said in that transformation, you know, he went from crackhead to Superman, <laughs> uh, the, the skinny man. Yo, that's a the, perfect analogy. It really is. Man. I've been yeah. saving that in my pocket for a minute, just waiting. <laughs> What up, guys? We're back at it. It is the Mind versus Muscle podcast. I am Cody Boom Boom McBroom. And Theo Bowie. I got to figure out like a crazy nick. I have like a ton of nicknames, but I got to figure out a crazy one. For hey, the, for anybody who's I already listening to everyone. us, please send us your nickname uh, recommendations <laughs> for Theo. I'm going to start thinking of them. If anything, we can just come up with a different nickname every single time. Yep. Hey, that that's cool with me. Thing to do. Um, all right, so we are going to start this podcast. This is episode three. We're doing uh, The Tables Have Turned, and I'm going to be interviewing Theo. We're going to uh, find out a little bit about himself. Um, I know the last episode is really exciting, so bear with us and just manage your way through this <laughs> one because I know Theo is a bland person. Uh, no, I'm just playing. I know, I know a lot of you Did guys you are going to relate to him right now and did you go racial did you say bl- a black person i did not say anything about race bro Come i know i just i just want to say that because every time cody gets all flustered I get, and, man, and I, embarrassed even though any, nobody else is here but i hate that man remember vic used to do that all yeah. the time to me man i hate that i hate racist stuff so that shit yeah just like he's like no that you gets all, no, I didn't get all quiet i'm, I'm red right now too if you guys can't you guys can't see me but um, anyway let's get back to this interview friends. For this uh, <laughs> asshole I got over here, um, so uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about who he is, what got him into everything, what uh, what his transformation is, everything that we he asked me, and then we're gonna see where those questions take us. Um, I know he's got a lot on his mind as far as uh, he's on a deeper side of things than most people when it comes to the mindset of things. So I think this is gonna be really good. So why don't you kind of uh, just start with your story, man? Who who is Theo Bowie? Yo, Bowie, he is probably one of the most handsome guys at Vigor Ground. God, already going uh, this route. <laughs> <laughs> um like cody mentioned i'm black um <laughs> all right seriously no uh very very similar to kind of the way that that uh that cody started off um uh you know i went to we we ended up in the same uh personal training program um at uh at highline community college under tim vegan so tim if you're listening to this you have been mentioned in episodes two and three you are a superstar and, an and honor. one of the probably the big reason that we're even on this podcast I, I like to pay homage and uh, pay respects to a lot of people um, and mentors in my life so thank you first and foremost uh, Tim for really helping me turn my life around um, and, and so I'll, I'll start there because um, you know I was I was going to school for uh, for a while I was going to college for you know like the first year and uh, really just to get um, travel benefits through my mom who worked at uh, Alaska Airlines, still working for Alaska Airlines. I'll never forget this guy like being like, yo, can, uh, when I get back, let me, let me, let me copy your test or get that homework. I'm like, where you going? He's like, man, I'm going to like, I think you went to Portugal or something. Yeah, I went to Portugal, San Diego, like a few times. Yeah, like I was out. Yeah, I was out all the time. But that was really like the main reason like I was like even going to school and I ended up getting kicked out uh, for a year uh, because of academics. Like I wasn't really doing shit. Like I was just signing up for classes, getting the necessary credits and then 
bouncing out every weekend on a free flight to whether it was Pullman or like, you know, wherever just to hang out with friends. So, uh, shout out to the the friends who let me come and stay at their place. Like they paid all that money to go to college and <laughs> I just came to kick it. So <laughs> shout out Wilder at but, community college. Um, seriously, uh, you know, I think that, you know, for me, I, I grew up the skinny kid. Um, you know, so I was kind of on the opposite spectrum, um, of, of, of Cody, which I think, which is going to make this, uh, super powerful. Um, and, you know, because we, we both come from, from different, uh, backgrounds, but share a similar story at the same time. I was just going to say that. I think that's like the best thing that you guys are going to get out of this is like, not only did we have opposite, so we have so many different opinions but we actually like kind of essentially like came we're going from nothing to something together right through this whole journey of business and training and all that shit so i i think it's gonna be great yeah so i mean growing up as kind of like the skinny kid i mean i was always outside playing like you know again like i wasn't into to video games um not very much you know i could sit down for like 30 minutes at the most with my friends and and, and play video games other than that man i was outside uh playing basketball soccer um, you know, I was practicing my, my stride for, uh, for track and stuff like that. So I was constantly like working on those things when I was watching TV. Um, it was very, you know, basketball oriented. Like, I mean, I was on sports center ESPN, like that's all I watched really. And, uh, then I would just go outside and practice. And, um, a lot of the times, like I would go all day and I would just eat like one meal, but like, I would just eat like a ton of food because I like, be super hungry he's been and intermittent fasting since age yeah, be, eight. yeah i've been intermittent i mean i was like crazy like skinny though and like i, I can remember like being in gross. uh <laughs> it was actually really gross like when i look at i'm like man like how was i even walking around like i was that skinny uh, but yeah, I'd be at like, I'd be at basketball practice and guys would be, you know, the, the older guys, the upper class, would be like, Hey man, like, you know, after practice, let's go to McDonald's. I'll buy you like seven Big Macs. <laughs> like, man, you look like you're fucking starving right now. Yo, they were telling me, stop going to McDonald's and buy Big Macs after school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cody was eating my share. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and that actually really took a, a toll on my self-esteem personally. And I remember like probably like my junior year. Um, or sophomore going into junior year uh, is when I really started like hitting the weights um, and really just eating like everything in sight. Uh, like I would stuff stuff in my backpack and like be eating in class, um, trying to be quiet so you know I wouldn't get in trouble. Um, and really just to like put on weight. And I I don't know how much I weighed at that time. Um, and I don't even think that I really paid attention to the scale. I just wanted to like fill out my clothes a little bit better. Right. And uh, you know so. Probably my junior year, I got to about 170 pounds, um, which was big to me at that time. Um, and then my senior year, I got to about 180. And how tall are you, just so people? Six. Can... I'm six one. Okay, so he's not so, a small dude. Like... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not short, but at the same time, I, I think I was. From my perspective, I was super small, especially if you look at pictures. Um, we'll try to get some of those before and afters. Oh, we'll uh, throw them up there. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I, I think that. For me, and that's why I talk so much about, you know, being in and out of the gym is because that was that was my life. Like I would spend, you know, three to six months, most of the time, probably about six months. And then I would just like not not be in the gym because I didn't know how to progress. Right. And like that was the thing. Uh, my nutrition, there was no real nutrition plan. It was more of just like eat everything. Like that's what I heard. Like drink protein shakes and eat as much as you can. Yeah. 
And so I would eat like entire like DiGiorno's pizzas and like I, I wasn't even hungry. Um, you know, I was just crushing food uh, just to get as much weight on my body as I could. But again, like it, it, it took a big toll on me, um, you know, as far as my mentality, I uh, wasn't very confident. Um, and, and I think that it's very similar to people who are losing fat um, or, or going on like their weight loss journey. Um, it's, it's, it's almost kind of like the same battle, right? Yeah. It's very hard to put on weight. <laughs> And, uh, because you, you got, you do have to get specific with your nutrition. Um, you know, I probably would have gained a lot more weight if I would have been a little bit more specific. Yeah. And um, I think like, that's like what I'm taking from this is a lot of people. And it's funny because I never thought I would get this, but I get people that come in and they're like, you know, like I want to lose 30 pounds. Like I'm really unconfident, but like you wouldn't know how that is. And I'm like, Oh damn right. I know how that is. Like yeah. I've been there, but I know you get that all the time. Cause people are like, Pfft you were born with abs, right. like it's genetic. And I give you shit sometimes because it's obviously genetic play factor, but people got to remember that I don't care if you're fat, skinny, um, or it's something completely different. Uh, insecurity is an insecurity and you're right. going to deal with that the same way we all are, right? No matter what that's coming from. So I think that's like pretty valuable that you're going from that. Exactly. And, uh, and like, you know, and, and to kind of make a long story a little bit, a little bit shorter is, you know, Again, like I got, I got kicked out of school and I was at that time, I mean, I was super, you know, I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say depressed, but like, just like unhappy with myself. And, um, you know, I was kind of just, you know, doing things every day with my friends, like again, like, you know, smoking weed and, uh, partying, like that's all we talked about. And everybody talked about how, you know, we were going to get rich and, and be successful and, then we would turn on FIFA and, you know, with no answers, and smoke no a blunt. Yeah, exactly. So it was exactly like, it was doing the about. same thing every single day. Right. Um, and that's, that was kind of like how I spent that year. And I remember going to a party and, uh, you know, everybody was just, I mean, kind of like really just out of their mind. So was I, like I was high and it was kind of like, you know, I had like this epiphany and I was just standing in the middle of this party with, you know, music blasts and people dancing. And, uh, I just left. Um, because, you know, I kind of had like this realization, like, man, like, what, what are you doing? Um, like, this is like, this is your life. Like you, you need to be doing something more. Like I wasn't meant to be doing that. Yeah. And, uh, I can't, I can't even tell you, you know, why that kind of clicked, um, at that moment. Um, but it, but it did. And then, uh, I decided to, and that was during kind of like uh, a break at school. Um, and then once school was about to start back up, uh, I decided that I was going to go uh, into uh, the administration office and I was looking at all the different programs that, that the college offered and I saw a personal training program and uh, and I didn't even see it at first. Like I was there for like a good like not even 10 minutes and that's all I really gave it. I was just like scouring different programs that, that they offered and I was like, man, like I can't do any of this stuff. Like this right. is all boring to me. And then as soon as I was about to leave, I saw the personal training program and I decided to check it out. Um, and at the time, uh, there was a different instructor. It wasn't Tim, um, who was there and I emailed him right away. I was like, Hey, can we sit down? I want to like talk a little bit about the program. Um, I jumped in there. I took the, the first class. I was only taking one class that quarter. Um, and then I, uh, and then he introduced me to Tim, uh, because, uh, he was leaving. Um, so then, you know, talked to Tim and he was like, yeah, come to my business class. And that's where I, that's when I met you. Um, Luca came in, um, uh, the owner of bigger ground fitness. And I mean, he like blew me away. 
Like at that point, I was just kind of like, okay, well, like let's test the waters and see where I can go with this. Um, and, and he kind of just came in and crushed it and, and gave like a, a motivational speech essentially. And yep. I remember every everybody being fired up, but nobody followed through with them. Um, you ended up becoming an intern. Uh, and I remember, you know, I was kind of like sitting by Cody, like the entire time, not even, re- not even the entire time, but like when I realized like, you know, okay, well, this is probably going to be the guy who's going to be the most successful in this class. Um, I wanted to surround myself with that, with that person. And I was reading a, a book at that time called life by design by Tom Ferry. If you haven't read it, I suggest that you, you pick it up and read it. Um, and there was some huge insights and breakthroughs, um, uh, for me when I read that book. Um, and, and I wanted to surround myself with people who were successful because I realized that the people who I was surrounding myself with, um, and this isn't a, a stab at anybody. I'm not taking shots at anybody like sublim- subliminally, but we had, we were going in different directions. Right. And, uh, so I had to separate myself from that and, and surround myself with, with people who were kind of going, uh, in the same direction that I wanted to go. Um, and then, uh, eventually ended up at, at Vigor Ground, uh, became an intern there. Before that, I was training with you. Um, so Cody was actually my coach at one point. Um, and I think I came in at about 170 pounds, um, and a little bit of backstory to that. I was training by myself. Cody was kind of just giving me some tips and I started out at 150 pounds. So Cody helped me gain, uh, 20 pounds of, of muscle. Um, and I was probably around like five percent body fat at that time so super lean um and then uh once i showed up at vigor i mean i kind of had access to all like this crazy equipment like i was just fired up i was there for like three hours four hours a day dude wouldn't leave yeah just wouldn't leave i was just doing extra shit um talking to luca talking to cody picking their brains and just observing um and uh eventually luca finally you know it was like um, he came up to me in the middle of my workout and he was like, Hey, you know, you're going to be an intern. And I was like, sweet, like perfect. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there was a few other places that I was kind of, uh, looking at to become an intern didn't work out because I knew vigor was the place for me. Uh, and then eventually got put on, uh, as a coach. Um, and I've been doing that ever since. So for three years. So like with all that, like there's a couple things I want to go back to just cause like you were just going on. I didn't want to stop it. Cause you were going through some of the questions, but um, let's little talk a little bit like something I really picked out of that is like the epiphany moment you had. And I think um, the cool thing is, is that you and this is huge for everybody listening out there. You acted upon it. Right. And this reminds me of the book, The Big Leap. And you guys will probably hear us mention a million fucking books in here. So if you do t- take notes, get those books because they helped yeah, us out a lot. Definitely. I'm a big, I'm a big reader. But uh, you had that epiphany and you acted on it, right? So a lot of us have epiphanies, right? I had an epiphany when I looked in the mirror and saw the stretch marks and I acted upon it at that moment, right? So if you've had an epiphany and you've had a moment and you've had this like insight that is just like, it, it stands out to you that much that you need to make a change or something needs to happen in your life, you need to act upon it. And if you did it in the past, remember that moment and think about it now because it's never too late to act upon that but I think the reason that your life is becoming what it is and you're becoming successful and you've changed your life and you're helping others do so is because you acted upon that right Right. so why don't we go back a little bit because I think there's a difference between me and you with the like the what got you into training question because in my life I never trained I didn't lift a fucking weight yeah I just played soccer I did sports uh well I just skateboarded and played soccer really but um and then I finally got into training to lose weight you 
went on and off trying to train for years before you actually made it like a lifestyle. And then you saw right. drastic differences. Right. And, and like he said, in that transformation, you know, he went from crackhead to Superman, <laughs> uh, the, the skinny man. Yo, that's a the, perfect analogy. It really is. Now I've been yeah. saving that in my pocket for a minute, just waiting. Uh, <laughs> but you. like the point is, is that didn't happen. Like I didn't train him for, for two months and all of a sudden he was a monster, right? Like I was writing your programs and you were training in the gym at Highline for a while. Yeah. Then you started training at Vigor for a while and then you started interning and continued training and you know what I mean? So yeah, you gained what? 50 pounds yeah. of muscle, uh, probably a little bit of fat. Thank God because right. you needed it. Yeah. Um, but still lean guys, six pack abs without a doubt. Um, but that was over what? Like a year and a quarter to a year and a that half. Was, like, that was a year. Yeah. That was total. a year and a half. Yeah. Okay, so like that's a commitment, right? Yeah. So why don't you tell us like, not what got you into training, but what like made your mind shift from like the half-ass magazine workouts that you were doing to like, you know what, like I need to make this change in the lifestyle of being in the gym and training and changing my life. Well, look, for me, I've always been, I've always been the type and this kind of just comes from my upbringing. I mean, like my dad used to tell me like, don't let anybody ever hold you back from anything. I mean, you can do like literally whatever you want. You just got to work for it. Right. And, uh, you know, you know, he had me working out like at a young age. I mean, like he went to the Home Depot and like got some wood, made boxes. And I was doing like box jumps and like agility work and like, uh, I mean, everything was like just Ghetto like a pile drill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but um, you know, for me, I think that it was just again like it was like the environment. Like I knew exactly what I wanted. Um, and I wanted to be 200 pounds. I wanted to be sub 10% body fat. I had no idea how to get there. And when I showed up to vigor, um, I wasn't making that much money. Like I was doing some, some stuff to make some extra money on the side, but I, I did have a job and 80% of, <laughs> 80% of my income, 80% of my income was going to, to vigor. Yeah. And it, so it wasn't cheap, but it was worth it to me. And I knew that in order for me to get to that goal, like I needed to hire, I needed, I needed you, I needed Luca in my, in my corner to help me out because, you know, I could always, I was always the type that like, man, like I didn't need uh, a motivational video or anything like that. Like I knew what it took to, to get there and like I would do it, right. but then it would just, I would hit a wall. Well, and the people and places you were around were not supporting that or going in that same direction like right. when you came and trained with us you look at luca 200 pound jack dude uh i'm on my way to being jacked i lost a bunch of weight and then i put on a bunch of weight yeah. hughes a monster yeah. uh, buffest asian i've ever met you yeah. know what i mean like so i think you switching that atmosphere completely is just like a huge jump towards the success you reached yeah and i think you know just the constant progressions in the program as far as like and as well as the uh, the nutrition aspect of things, I mean, like you were definitely helping me out with that stuff. But you know, I got to I got to two hundred five, um, and I was like twelve percent uh, body fat, and I was like, okay, well, my goal is to be two hundred and sub ten, and uh, eventually got to two hundred two. I held that for about uh, I think like six or seven months um, before uh, before getting hurt. Um, and then, uh, I dropped back down to like 195. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, there was fluctuations and that's the thing is like, you know, there's always going to be, uh, you know, ebbs and flows and, and, and all sorts of ups and downs, like whatever journey you're on fat loss, um, or where you, or if you're going to, you know, sc scrawny to brawny, like I did, um, 
you know, there's always going to be those ups and downs, but who you have in your corner and who you surround yourself with is going to be, is going to play a pivotal role. Um, and that's why I think that, uh, I was able to be successful and, and, and still to this day is because of that is because of that environment. Absolutely. Um, I want to jump back just real quick and just give some, like some tips to, to the skinny guys out there. I think like a, a big misunderstanding and you know what, in fact, like you went through this misunderstanding for a long time. Like we, when we read magazines, we see, uh, workouts from Flex Wheeler and Jake Cutler and Phil Heath in these magazines. Right. And there's, this is not a shot at, at them because they knew that what they need to do in order to be the the monster elite of Mr. Olympia is take steroids and, and lift that weight, right? right? But they're doing 12 to 15 reps of everything they do with freaking heavy weights because they're on steroids, right? Now, we read this and we're like, well, that's what we got to do to get jacked. So we're stuck doing pump work all day. Right. You weren't building any strength. You weren't stimulating no, your central nervous system. Weak. So I think it's important to let guys know is because I was behind the programming when you first started, we did a lot of athlete-based stuff and a lot of strength yeah. work. And yeah. you put on a lot of size yeah. because you were building strength. So I think it's important for people to know that like what we did wasn't your typical hypertrophy, 8 to 12 rep range, 24-7. Did yeah. we have those things? Yeah, but... Yeah. You were, you and were, that I mean, but that wasn't for a while. I mean, I, I put right. on like, I mean, I, I still, I think that my measurements might've been a little bit smaller, maybe about the same as when I was lighter, mm -hmm. but I mean, it's because I was like, I was so dense yeah. because of like the, the amount of strength it's crazy, and, and, right? and, and that's performance how you work that. that we were doing. Yeah, man. Like if we had records on like your lifts, like, I mean, what did your bench go from? That's like, let's start with that. That's my, crazy. my bench went from, so my one rep max, uh, well, when I first started, when you were programming for me, when I wasn't even at Vigor yet was like 175. 175 like and then i got to vigor and then i my one rep max was at 205 we did like a five sets of uh five um that was more of like my strength yeah. uh, for my uh compound uh for my compound lifts and then we went to 531 after that um and then your biggest one arm my biggest one rep max for bench press yeah you did 360 no 360 360 360 yeah That's crazy yeah 360 pounds like, um and then my my trap bar went from like 225 to 525 yeah. within that year and a half um and i was ch doing chin-ups with like 100 pound yeah like, like and here's the thing reps. guys is like pump work is important i do believe that like uh there's multiple ways of hypertrophy like we have to break down the tissue from mechanical tension time under tension all these different things right stress on the muscle but if you can lift 500 fucking pounds, you are not going to have small, soft muscles. Like, right. that's just a fact. So right. don't stay away from the strength work is what I was really trying to get to because I think that's what people stay away from for so long. Um, and it was the same thing for me when I first started training under Luca. Like, it was a completely different ball game, and everything just went up. I put on 10 pounds, and I stayed lean, right? Like, and it was literally just because I started lifting real weight. So I think that's huge. But um, – so, like, we've already pretty much covered your transformation. I mean, as you guys can tell, he went from scrawny to brawny, like I said, crackhead to Superman, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> but uh, what, what I mean, talk to me a little bit about, like, that transformation process. Like, so we did the training. We did the, uh, we did the diet, the nutrition, which was, I mean, a lot of it was uh, see and eat, but it was clean foods. And I think that's yeah. important, too, because a lot of people just eat whatever the hell they want. They can't perform yeah. well, right? So, like, what were you doing in the process? Yeah, so that was the difference, like, versus, like, when I first started training was, like, you know, it was, it was crushing everything. Then it became uh, eat clean, which was extremely hard because, you know, we 
we figured out exactly, you know, the, the, the amount of calories that I had to get in. Um, we broke it down as far as macros, proteins, carbs, and fats. Um, and I was tracking that on my fitness file, like religiously, even though I hated it. Um, but you know, I, I did have that end goal in mind and, it, and everything was clean. So I was eating lean fish, uh, or lean meats. Um, a lot of fish, uh, I was doing, you know, brock. I mean, still to this day, I'm eating like a bag of broccoli like on a daily basis like six eggs omelets yeah i get I, shit. I i i get no shit i get like 300 between 300 and 400 calories in broccoli it's a lot of that's a lot of broccoli guys <laughs> yeah. i mean yeah. i eat a lot of broccoli but damn bro that's um sweet potato every day and the reason yeah. for that is because usain bolt <laughs> right Us- no shit this is a true story Usain Bolt, uh, when he broke the the 100 meter and 200 meter uh, world record uh, for track, they asked him, you know, what his or what was the secret to his success, and he was like, "I eat a sweet potato every day." Yeah, I heard he ate chicken nuggets and shit. Yeah, but I mean, he also said that he he ate us. Yeah, and he said he ate us. And like in Jamaica, like they're like, if you've ever seen like. uh, because they got like the most like fertile soil like right. on the planet, yeah. right? Like their sweet potatoes are massive. They're like the size of babies. Yeah, it's right? pretty nuts, bro. Like- so, so I started eating. I mean, I was like figuring out different ways to like prepare them. Um, he still and, eats a ton, and of sweet I still potato, eat you know? sweet potatoes pretty much like every day. So, like, uh, I need to throw out a little story. So, we used to like on Saturdays when uh, it's. I mean, when you were interning, when you were after done interning, it's always been this way until like Luca really started traveling the world so much. Is like we would do uh, strongman Saturdays, right? And it was kind of like we all had our programs, but but Saturday we kind of left open, right? We were doing tire flips, um, yoke walks, farmers carries, deadlifts, sandbag work, kettlebell work, sled pull, whatever we felt like doing, right? Especially in the summer when we could open up the garage and go outside. And uh, Tony, uh, Tony's from Mississippi, right? Yeah, I think so. So he was an he was an army chef in Mississippi, and that dude throws down on anything in the kitchen. I think he does like bakering, bakery uh, catering now, and he has a mean sweet potato pie. And I can't remember like tell you how many times we would do like like Theo would do bench press workouts, right? Where he's just like, yo, I'm just I'm just gonna bench all day, and he would be on the bench, and that's I think it's safe to say that's your favorite lift. Yeah, right? that's my favorite lift. For so sure. he would be benching. Sit up, eat some sweet potato pie, go back down, <laughs> hit the lift, eat some more. I've seen you run through a whole sweet potato pie yeah, a couple I've times. I've crushed though. a whole sweet potato pie Wild within training. a workout. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Just, not probably not the smartest. Intra workout. But yeah, <laughs> seriously, that was the shit. <laughs> but um, uh, anyway. But yeah, kind of just going back to the, the, the transformation, like, you know, eating clean was, I think what got me or what I know got me to kind of break through that, that 180 pound mark. Yeah. Um, and, and then from there, I mean, we just, and, and there was, you know, there was, uh, you know, there was plateaus along the way. And then we added in like, uh, refeed days, which were absolutely ridiculous. I think, Whole what, box crispy yeah, candy. like, I mean, my day was, yeah, seriously, like, I would start off with like eight pancakes. Oh, we got that bakery a couple doors down from yeah, the gym. Yeah, the, the bakery that's a couple smash. doors down from the gym, like, just has like these, uh, monster cinnamon rolls. Shout out to um, Pike Place. Bakery. I mean, yeah, so I would start my day off with pancakes, uh, and I still get like my protein yeah. in there as well. Um, but yeah, like pancakes, and then I go to Mongolian Grill and I would just pile yeah. the shit out of noodles and like everything. And then, and I don't recommend that to people <laughs> like spending a day like that. But when you are in such, like when you're in a state where you're, it, it really is hard to break a plateau, you need to go to drastic measures, whether that's fat loss and you're doing a fasting day or you're doing uh, a surplus day like that. 
And I think the big thing to like really throw out there too is this isn't like we got to remember that it's 80 to 90 percent of his diet was still and this is goes for everybody even if you're in the ifym the if it fits your macros crowd 80 to 90 percent of the diet is always whole food right we eat lean meats uh fatty fish eggs uh healthy dairy veggies fruit root potatoes all that stuff 10 to 20 percent should be a donut a beer sushi burger whatever like you want you know what i mean i think that's really important to keep that balance um Talking about this transformation, like the next thing I really want to ask you, um, because this is uh, um, the mind versus muscle is, is what like, l- talk to me about like what that did for your mindset, though, because we know your body changed. We yeah. know that that happened a lot. And I, I spoke about this in my interview, um, how much my confidence went through the roof. And like, let's hear the other side of it. Right. Like you went from skinny as hell deathly we are all kind of worried to you being <laughs> pretty big and like obviously that has a that confidence booster so so tell me about that on um, on what aspect like are you talking about the refeed or are you talking no about i'm just talking about your overall? mindset through that transformation yeah. right like what did that do for you over well, the long run you know what i mean from like because overall i would say that's like a two-year period where you really yeah. really not only change your body but your entire life yeah um, yeah. And like I said earlier, um, you know, it carries over. I think that how you do something is how you do everything. And, uh, you know, my, my confidence really like skyrocketed, um, especially because, uh, of my, of my physique. Um, and then, you know, the, the ego boost, like you talk about in the last episode, as far as people coming up to you and like, man, like, holy shit, like, look at you. Right. Like, you know, it's, it's very similar to me. Um, you know, I had a lot of people that I went to school with that I saw around the way who, uh, who were giving me, you know, the same compliments and then started asking me about, uh, training and, and nutrition and, and all sorts of stuff and steroids. Um, <laughs> that's a compliment by the way. Like, Oh I yeah. Oh somebody, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's serious. I like people, somebody would people ask me legitimately thought that I was on steroids. And yeah, I was like, there's no dope. way that you did that yeah. uh, within a year. And I, I didn't think that I would do it in that time period, but yeah. Um, it's you know, people legitimately thought I was on steroids, <laughs> but my, my, I mean, my confidence totally, totally skyrocketed. Um, and and I took, again, you know, kind of going back to the, the whole wardrobe thing that I mentioned uh, earlier um, or in the last episode was that uh, it's it's a good feeling that you have to go and buy new clothes because the same thing happened to me. Like my, my pants no longer fit. My shirts no longer fit. Like I had to go out and buy a completely new uh wardrobe which was which was dope to me um and uh from small to medium and and it even it even (laughs) carried over into like my business into uh relationships with with women with even like with my family to the people who like i know that love and support me constantly um i think it just carried over into every aspect of life to where conversations became a little bit more enlightened because i was involved i was engaged um, you know, it, it really took a, a, a huge turn in like the most positive way, especially like, you know, with my business and, and what happened with me professionally was, you know, I was making like shit money and then was making like the most money that I've ever made in my life and was doing something that I completely like love to do. And right. like, I reflected on that a few times and, uh, you know, I mean, you know, as well as I do working for Luca, like you're constantly on the grind. Like that was like, I mean, that was everything to me. It was like, man, now I'm working for something that, that means something that like matters. I'm changing lives. Yeah. And because somebody was inspired by something that I did for it, me, for myself personally. I think that's sometimes hard to explain to people too. Cause I get people that like see my Snapchats and they see, you know, Instagram, Facebook, my, my business page, all this stuff. And they're like, dude, like you, do you have a life? Like, it's like, yeah. I see you writing, I see you doing emails and I see you Snapchat and now we're recording a podcast. Now we're doing this. And then it's like, 
that is work, but it's not, you know right. what I mean? Like when, and, and that's the best advice anybody could ever give is like, take your passion and, and try to make money from it, not make money and try to turn it into your passion. Because if you have a desk job doing something stupid, you don't love, like you're not going to be able to turn that into your passion. Yeah. Start a, a, a side hustle that you fucking love doing and grow that into something. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, And I think, I mean, that's a good point too. Is like that, a lot of people ask me as well. It's like, man, like, you know, you're constantly in the gym. Like, do you ever have fun? I'm like, man, like I am having that fun. That is fun, yeah. Right? Like, and you know, same thing. Do you have a life? And, and you know, now I, now I see it as like, okay, well, man, I could have asked them the same question. Like you're doing the same shit. Yeah. You know, drinking beer, going out to the bars every, yeah. you know, or few days a week, sitting that, on the yeah. couch, like watching sports center, watching right. reruns for hours and like not doing anything. Like to me, that's not a very good life. It's not. Um, you know, it might be for some people, but right. to each his own. But I think yeah. at the end of the day, like the point is, 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 one, don't worry about what other people think, but like you need to just follow your instincts on what you love to do, whether that is in the gym. And that doesn't mean that you need to be like, obviously we're a little crazy compared to the typical general population that we work with um, because we do love the shit like <laughs> like beating ourselves up in the gym and stuff. Yeah. But for most people, it's more like get in the gym a little bit enough to enjoy the rest of your life. So it doesn't need to be crazy like us, but but you do, I, I think it's important and vital. Just like you spoke earlier about successful people all train or do something. I think everybody needs to be active. Right. So, and, and that also like, you know, that's a good point because we, we've kind of gone on like the extreme of everything, dieting, nutrition. Yeah. Like, I mean, we've, we've done a lot and like, we've only, you know, you've been in it for five years. I've been in it for uh, just over three years and, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we've experienced in that time. Like most people would be like, Oh, okay. Well these punk kids, like, you know, they haven't yeah. really been in it that long. Like my trainer's been in it for, you know, 10, 15 years, but like the deliberate practice that we do every single day, seven days a week, like it, that's what I think supercharged everything. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and, and some people are like, Oh, well, you know, you ate all those carbs in like one day, like that's crazy. Like I, I might not listen to that person, but we've also learned a lot of experiences yeah. from, from those experiences, exactly, right? Yeah. And Which is, I think that, you know, providing now information and coaching clients, I mean, it makes it so much more valuable because I'm like, okay, well, this is what I've done and this is my experience with it. So, you know, we probably shouldn't go that route or, yeah. you know, I absolutely agree. And I've always felt that my five years is like 10 because of not only the deliberate practice every day, but, and we've gone to places and people talk to us like, damn, you've only done this for that long. Like, and they're coming to us. Right. But I think the other thing is, is at the very beginning, and we talked about this in the intro is like, we asked for help. Right. right. Luca came into our class and spoke. I sent him uh, an email right afterwards. He didn't respond. I sent him another email and then I showed up at the gym and I was like, man, like, I need to be a part of this yeah. and I need to learn from you because you're doing what I want to do. Yeah. And like going out and being like, I don't know, but I want to know, like that's a big deal. And it's hard to drop the ego and do that for some people, but that alone, like set the standard for what we were going to achieve. Right. Like right. finding that mentor and finding that help. And that's huge because like staying humble, like that, that's going to be, I think that's maybe probably the biggest transformation. Right. Because I think that a lot of people will get to a certain point and then say, okay, well, I don't need this person's help anymore. Mm -hmm. Or like, man, if I did that, like if I said that I didn't need Luca's help, like that would be probably we the craziest thing that I could possibly do in my life is say that I don't need this mentor. Yeah. Right. Because I, like, I know, like I'm, I'm like, I'm dumb as fuck. Like I, there's no way I'm going to invent anything like ever, but what I'm really good at is taking information and, and providing it for those people. And I think Crazy, that like, yeah. yeah and, and really making it specific to an individual. And that's what I think that again, like 
with my entire transformation, I've never really been able to do that. Yeah. Like even in like a team sport, like I'm like, man, like I'm getting mine. Yeah. You know, and, and I hate to be nice to this guy right now, but, uh, but he's obviously not a dumb guy at all. He's very smart. He's very intelligent and he, and he knows what he's doing and he has, um, he has the mindset needed to be successful. But the point is, is that he treats it like he is dumb as fuck. Right. So we go into the room, assuming we're the dumbest, because even if I am smarter than the guy across from me, I'm going to take anything that he knows that I don't know right. or any perspective that he has that I don't have and try to learn from that and change my, uh, standpoint. Right. The person that can be open, uh, to different possibilities and allow their mindset to be like, or their paradigms to be shattered. I think that's like the biggest growth. Anytime that I'm like, uh, avoiding that that learning opportunity is just going to set me up for failure so i think that's like what helped you so much too and and what like that's what that dumb as fuck comment meant to me and that's right, why i right. wanted to stay that right yeah. um so let's let's uh hop into the next question real quick this is the last one and it's, it's completely non-related but i want to hear a little bit about you what's the one thing you want to experience before you die like what the bucket list thing that you want to do um before anything else you got to do it so the thing for me is because, you know, I love to travel as well. Um, and I, I know you mentioned that in the previous episode. And my thing is to backpack Europe um, and not really just take anything with me. Just kind of just go um, live off the land for like a month. Uh, I don't know about living off the land. <laughs> um, I don't really trust other other people or like what they've done with the land. So, um, but uh, yeah, I, I want to back in and, and that. For me, like I do, I want to do both. I want to do it with, uh, I want to do it with somebody, and um, and I want to do it by myself as well. Maybe not for as long, but yeah. uh, I remember being in Portugal, and uh, it was it was with it was with my parents, but uh, my mom was working, um, my dad was kind of doing his own thing, uh, and I didn't really have like you know anybody else there like who was like my age. So I just like went and roamed the city, and I had like dope conversations. I found out a lot about myself. Uh, and I came back like more motivated than ever. I right. came back to school and I was like, man, like, you know, there's so much opportunity and, and you can and learn so much from about yourself and about life just from doing that, man. Yeah. And like meeting people and talking to people. That's why I love talking to my grandparents. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just getting it's a, it's out a different there. perspective too. Yeah. I think that like it's, it's inspiring to me. So yeah, probably backpacking Europe. I'm, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to San Diego at the end of this month and uh, we'll be skydiving as well. So like that's that's kind of like crossing something off of my uh, crossing something off of my bucket list. That's crazy. His, his first answer was stripping, but I told him he couldn't put that on the, the radio. So we I, had to go. I already that do that. It's so, a side uh, hustle. Yeah. <laughs> so go like my Facebook page, Mobile Muscle. That's what it really is. <laughs> I come to you. Uh, it's all dancing. Uh, the producer's laughing over here. All right, guys. Well, I think that that wraps it up for today. Yeah. Um, we'll see you guys next time. I'm Cody Boom Boom. This is Theo, Theo Bowie. Bowie. <laughs> and Sorry, we'll I, was, you guys I was looking at my time. dog. <laughs> Later. <laughs>